Hey guys, welcome to episode number three of the Precision Performance Podcast presented by the Schwartz Institute for Physical Therapy. On this episode, Adam and I get a chance to sit down with GC Yeri, the assistant training conditioning coach for West Point football. GC is going into his second season at West Point, and prior to that, he spent three seasons as the director of athletic performance for Stony Brook University, where he was in charge of the football team. Um, I've actually known GC for eight years now, so this is actually a really fun episode. Um, I first met G when he was a student coach and he was still on the baseball team. Um, he actually was a, appeared in the College World Series as an athlete himself before becoming an intern and then a graduate assistant. Um, like I said, I've spent every day with GC for about four years. He's one of the hardest workers I've ever known. He's got the best attitude I've ever known in four years of hanging out with him every day and working with him every day and long hours and grad school and everything he was always upbeat he's always high energy um you you can't ask for a better guy to work alongside and like when you're dragging and you just look over and he's just in a high energy mood like there's no one really better to be around so i was really excited to get him on here and talk about his journey from the private sector to graduate assistant to running the show at his alma mater and then to moving up to the fbs level so uh, this is a great episode. Um, I'm really excited for G. I hope they have a great season this year. So hopefully uh, you guys enjoy the podcast and keep sharing these along. And we really appreciate you guys listening. So enjoy. And thank you, guys. Oh, hey, guys. We're here with GC area of West Point football. Me and GC, we're GAs together. Um, we're here with Adam as well. G, you can give us a little intro on yourself, your background, and kind of how we got to West Point. Sure. Well, I'm a, I'm a football guy who played baseball, so there, I don't think there's too many of us out there, but um, I played four years of college baseball at Stony Brook University. Um, I, I went in and uh, I built a relationship with my strength and conditioning coach. He took me under his wing a little bit, um, and that's how I kind of got into the field. I started uh, as most interns um, slash paid interns did in, in, in that time with uh, filling out cards, progressing weights by two and a half to five pounds, um, all the way down the sheet for about 400 to 500 plus athletes. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I, it it kind of piqued my interest a little bit. And uh, I think coach Nick Kolb, uh, he was the one who, who took me under his wing. That was my strength coach. I uh, kind of took a notice to that. And uh, he gave me the opportunity to intern for him and GA there. So I spent two years GA in there. Um, I left for about three months. I started working in the private sector while I was a GA. Um, that was an interesting perspective on things, but uh, definitely shed light on some different areas. Um, and then that was a brief stint before I got my first assistant position at Stony Brook. Uh, I, I was there for about a total of nine years um, between being an assistant there and then eventually becoming the head football strength coach there for three seasons. Um, which led me to the current position I'm in now at West Point. Um, I, I'm the head assistant for Coach Connor Hughes. Last year, I had uh, Coach Rusty Witt directly above me before he left for uh, for Troy. So it was an awesome opportunity. I got to learn from two people who had a lot of experience in the field um, as, as head football strength coaches. So it's been an awesome journey so far. Nice, man. Yeah, I know we were – it was fun watching you go for the football world and – kind of running practice and seeing that from the baseball perspective. And I know we had a lot of time together during winter workouts and you picked it up like a natural. I know it was a very smooth transition for you. I will say you made yeah, a couple, uh, 
herniated discs and uh 40 pounds later i'm uh, officially a football strength coach. yeah there we go <laughs> yeah sounds about yeah. right now huh? <laughs> Um, so we're going to go with nutrition. I know we talked about last year, you're doing a lot of the nutrition stuff at West Point. And like we were saying with, I know at Stoney, you were in charge of a lot of that. Um, I know we had the Gatorade shakes when I was there and we started kind of that nutrition. I know you kind of took that and ran with it after I left. Um, and then even from the private sector perspective. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, you touched a little bit on it. Uh, Stony Brook, obviously the FCS level is a little different than the FBS level, I think. I, uh, I mentioned to you guys before, but we're really fortunate in the situation we have here. Um, the FCS level is you have this twenty to $40,000 budget and you're chipping, you're, you're chipping away at your – at the FCM, FCS level, you're pretty much trying to figure out what part of your twenty to $40,000 budget you could pull aside um, to give extra supplements to your guys where um, moving to the FBS level, you have a little bit more um, – of a delegation of where your money's going, where your where things going, um, and I say a little bit. You know, we're sitting at about a, a three million dollar budget for for our nutrition, so a, a little bit is all is all relative. But um, I think from the private setting, um, it's very much on the uh, on the parents, and you can provide guidance at at, at at the private sector. You can point guys in the right direction. You can educate guys as and, and educate kids as much as possible. Um, but at the end of the day, they're going home and they're eating what their parents are giving to them. Now, I think um, the the benefit there is being able to reach the parent and dealing with kids at a much younger age. You can really um, produce some change early on in, in, in their lifestyle. I think kids get to a point or, or athletes get to a point, the 18 to 21 um, age range where you've really developed these habits and they're much harder to change. Whereas if you can really impact a guy at a younger age, um, and lead through leading through their parents and, and educate their parents a little bit. You can introduce those things early on, and and those can be their habits as they get later on in their in their career. So I think it's a little different um, across the board. All all has its uh, each one has its own um, benefits and uh, unfortunate situations, but uh, they definitely the ability to impact is there across the board. So just curious for. Uh... For your guys, what are you doing nutritionally? Like you, you got a solid budget now. Um, you got the resources. So what are the main kind of things that you're focusing on with them for nutrition stuff? So our, um, our, our major priority is, is fueling the guys with high carbohydrate, high protein items. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff out there that kind of pushes high protein supplements, but doesn't really um, emphasize the, the carbohydrate. Um, the important importance of the carbohydrates and in absorption of the proteins. So we make sure that um, number one, that our, our, our products are, are high, high carbohydrate on top of that as well. Um, we have straight protein products for some of our other guys. I, I mean, you have athletes across the board um, on a football team. You have the skill athletes with the lean body types um, that you want to put a little bit of weight on, but you don't really want them um, putting on just mass. You want them putting on lean muscles. So the different types of, um, of things you're providing them um, have have a little different ratio of carb to protein, whereas you have your mass gainers. We have um, a unique situation with our um, basic training where our, our O-linemen and our D-linemen leave, and, and really all of our athletes leave, but those big guys usually have the biggest issue because, um, because of their size. They go to basic training. They're eating uh, MREs, just one package meals once a day, and 
they're not getting their they're not getting their their nutrients and so what happens is, is they come back 20 30 pounds light and then it's a it's a game of trying to get these guys back to where they were so then we have the we'll have um mass gainer drinks we make we make uh mass gainer shakes for them we use uh optimum nutrition um serious mass has about 600 uh 600 grams um of uh 600 calories per scoop about um 80 grams of carbs in each one of those scoops and we'll double that up at the time so um I mean, we have we have more than enough available to us for that. But then on top of that, it's the, it's the normal things that guys just like to snack on. Uh, we'll have fruit available to them. We have yogurts. Um, we have protein bars. The the other things that you see at all other levels, we just get to build on build on that and be a little bit more specific in which guys get what. And you travel with that stuff too. Does that stuff travel with you guys? We have a cart that we take. Um, we take with us, it's about um, maybe by four foot by six feet wide. Um, that travels with us. We truck it um, with the equipment that's open to them. Then we have the, uh, the halftime snacks where more like fruit, um, fruit snacks. We'll take fruit from the hotels, um, more um, just higher sugar, more uh, high glycemic stuff that they can absorb quickly. Um, so that it can get in their system for halftime. So that's really that it it changes a little bit what we take on the road, um, but yeah, some of those things are available to them in the cart as we go. I'm actually a dietitian for St. John's University, right? So uh, I know you you had mentioned uh, you guys um, have a dietitian on staff, right? But uh, I don't know. I I found. Obviously, I'm not I'm not strictly a sports dietitian. There, I'm a dietitian. I'm the dietitian for the athletes, but I also have to handle the rest of the school as well. So, mm-hmm. I find it, you know, the players are with you guys, right? Like they're with the strength coaches. They're with their coaches, like you know, uh, ten times the amount of time that they're ever going to be with me. So, I, I think that's like one thing that I think is cool is when the, the strength coaches are like, because they're always going to be in, involved, right? Like a, the athletes will probably ask you guys for. Uh, the nutrition tips because it's just easier you know like they're in the weight room whatever three five times a day a week or whatever so um, it's easy for them to come to you guys for tips and and, you know sometimes it's kind of a pain in the ass for them to seek out the dietitian and and reach out right so I think it's cool that you guys have the opportunity to kind of take care of them in that way yeah it's it's the high performance the high performance model makes sense it's not it's not an easy thing to it's not an easy thing to coordinate and in an athletic department but um, like ideally, right. You have all those different, all, all those different areas, the nutrition, the, the mental health, the athletic training, the strength conditioning all on one page and they, and they communicate well. And, um, I mean, you'd be, you'd be lying if, if as a strength coach, if you said nutrition has nothing to do with it or mental health has nothing to do with it, or and the, the recovery from an injury has nothing to do with it. They're all play their part. Um, it's really just about, um, how well you guys communicate across the board, but yeah, I mean, we have to speak. Um, we have to speak the same language from each department, so that he, that the kids trust that that we have their their best interest in mind, and that we agree upon common um, common things that that are going to benefit them as they, as they move forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, we try to re- not only regurgitate the information that they that that they get from the the dietitian but I mean we have our base but we're also talking to her to make sure that we're saying things that that um 
that bounce off each other, it starts to get it starts to get a little confusing for them, and then you lose a little bit of trust. I think it's all about um, staying in in um, in a constant uh, on the same similar information on both ends. For sure. There you go. Anything else nutritionalize or no? I'm not gonna hijack it. I know you got a <laughs> bunch of performance based questions, so we'll get after that, I guess. Yeah, no, uh so season's coming up pretty soon, right? You guys probably first games early September, I would assume if I remember correctly, or end of August. How's your in season training? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How's uh yes, that's right. How's uh, your in season training? Let's go from last year's point of view, differ from when you were at Stony Brook. If at all, um, well, you know, it's different. Last year's point of view, it's 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 slightly different. It's it's not entirely different. Um, I think I gradually um, understood things a little bit more as I went from my first year as a as a football strength coach to to my last year, which hopefully that means I'm getting better at my job. But um, <laughs> understanding like where guys are where guys are coming in from. Um, certain players and, and how they how they respond um to a sunday training pit so we used to go um we used to give sundays off at stony brook and then we would go back on monday um and we would turn around on monday and that was really our heavier lift and then we do a little something wednesday we'd have like a, an upper body day on wednesday and then or we'd, we'd touch a little bit of lower on that wednesday and then that last day was more just a feel good slash stretch before we went the weekend and played on Saturday. So um, at Stony Brook was, was bringing them in on Sunday. We had a special team, basically a, a, a glorified walkthrough, um, a helmets practice with uh, a lift before. And it took a little bit of time for our guys to get used to. But I think with, with that understanding that it was the best time to – to stimulate that them a little bit post post their their game, um, get moving a little, little bit better. It actually it actually paid off to, to put some more weight on their back as we went later in the season, um, as they adapted to that. Um, and then we we have a very similar schedule as we roll through here in the end season. That we there's three by we had three bye weeks last week or last season. Um, we only had one bye week at Stony Brook. So that changed things as we went over the course of being able to kind of reload guys and get guys back under the bar um, and gradually work them in. Um, we alternated a little bit of our dynamic effort um, and our max training based on what competition we were facing on a week-to-week -week basis. Um, and that was here at, at Army. We did that, which wasn't something I necessarily considered at Stony Brook. But, I mean, you, you, you know by talking to, you, to your head coach where – they can where they can expect like okay we're playing this team this week um like this is going to be a tough one this is a gritty team these guys bump these guys bruise they hit and they hit hard like we need to lay back a little bit on this week so that we can be fully prepared um to face those guys on saturday so um minor adjustments i think the most important thing is that it, it remains fluid you got to be able to make um last minute decisions um, and change things in your program without losing your mind and without letting kids know that things got to change a little bit um, but for, for the most part, it wasn't too different, obviously on a much larger scale. We, we have about 50, 55 more guys here at, uh, at West Point than I did at Stony Brook. Um, well, the, the largest total roster size next, a lot more guys to get in and through the weight room, but 
um, these guys have the mentality that, that this is what they need to do to get better. So I think it, it's, it's six and one and half a dozen of the other. I think they, they balance each other out pretty well. Yeah. Do you guys do anything on like a Sunday day after a game, like checking where guys are at, like a readiness screening, whether it's a questionnaire or um, we used to do. I know when we, I was with the pararescue guys, we did the grip every day. That's way to check. I mean, you guys are, I don't know how much training they're doing outside of football, but uh, during the mm -hmm. week, I know like their schedules are and like everything's spelled out with your guys now where, is there a way where you guys are coming in and say, hey, you're shot, you played 80 snaps of a game, I got to pull you back? Or is it just you're using your eyes during the game and knowing like, hey, our fullback got beat up, like I got to pull him back on Sunday? Yeah, I during the game and 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 communication with the guys I mean the relationships you have with these guys you, you know how it is like yeah. these are these are people that you talk to on a daily basis you see on a daily basis body language um like just their attitude as they walk in the way like you can tell who, who's beat up and who's not um I've, I haven't done any readiness we haven't done any readiness stuff like that I mean you got people who do the vert mat you got people who do um who do the RPE you do the do, who do that stuff we haven't done that um, and I think it, it has a lot to do with just our head guys mentality and, and our kind of mentality towards that. And I mean, talk about a gritty mentality across the board, like army triple option football, like yeah. your number gets called, you go in the game, you play the game, like, and, and not to sound like meathead slash stone age slash, um, old school, whatever. And maybe it is old school. I don't really care, but, um, like. Your number gets called. You got to go in the game. You you want to be strong enough to play the game. You want to be you want to be able to take the guy down in front of you and not get taken down by the guy in front of you. You got to like you got to suck some stuff up. You got to and and you know how it is. You make adjustments to a kid's workout when he walks in the weight room. He can't do this. He can't do that. Well, we'll train some way somehow, but we're gonna get you ready for next week. Yeah. So I think that's 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 our attitude towards that kind of stuff. But I I see a place for it. I I think we we. I've seen too much of guys venturing down the, the end of that happening. And then all of a sudden kids aren't training in season. Mm -hmm. And then where does, where is that balance? And I'd rather be on the far end of the spectrum of, of our guys having a little bit more mental toughness than that, than letting guys get away with just saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not feeling it today. So. Yeah. No, especially, I remember we we've talked about this in the past. I know you guys run things, uh, it's like yeah, you said, hard nose triple option, and there's no way out. So, especially how you guys want to grind the clock and grind the game. So, yeah, I'm sure that pisses off some 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 people somewhere, but <laughs> for sure, okay. I, I'm sure that yeah, that probably that probably fires some people up, and I, and I hope it does. But like sometimes you just got to get under the bar. <laughs> it's got to happen. Oh yeah, and I think it it goes to it's a different element too. You're not just training football players; you're training guys that are going to be in the, in the army where I was with the, when I was at the parade, like those are guys that they'll come in and be like, I know like we did readiness testing because we had no other population, but I had guys come in like, I know I'm going to be red today. I don't care. I need to go into this dark player. I need to like push. It's like, Hey, mm -hmm. all you, as long as you know, like, and obviously it's a little different. We had, like I said, an older population, but you're kind of not just training them for football. You're training them for, basic training afterwards and for everything that they have coming down after they graduate. So like you said, they got to yeah, be I mean, trust you. They got to trust you. Uh, I mean, and, and if you build a, build a good relationship with a guy and you, and you've been through some stuff with a guy and, and 
he's he's developed a good relationship with you like he trusts when you say you're going to be okay and you trust him when he says like listen like you know i'm not a complainer you know this doesn't bother like i'm not usually like this and like i'm feeling it today like you got to have those conversations and and i think some people are trying to they're trying to quantify it with with data and information like you can have a conversation and and i think it gives you more information from just talking to the guy than and and you'll learn some stuff outside of just those numbers that that you wouldn't learn from from something on a, on an iPad or a computer. So there's definitely something to be to be said about that. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, I have I have a question. I mean, I I actually uh, I'm an ex hockey guy, so um, I actually played out at West Point a couple times, and uh, I mean, it's just like when we went there, like we did a tour of the campus and everything, and um, it's just like an awesome place, right? And obviously, like the, there's a ton of pride and stuff on that campus, and a ton of history and stuff. So I'm just kind of curious, as you know, what what's your experience there? Like, how do you like it? And obviously, you know, I like the. I guess it's just it's just different than yeah, it's just different than any other college campus. And like, I I just think it it was just a really interesting experience to be on that campus. So what what's it like for you on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's coming from a, a a young university, Stonybrook, I think is is a 1950s university built in like the 1950s or maybe a little bit a little bit earlier. Forgive me for not knowing the history of my own alma mater. That's pretty sad, but uh, <laughs> but um, and then coming coming to a place that has so much history, I think that's really um, something that drew me to the job in the first place. I think not having so much of that background, like you walk in and there's Heisman Trophy sitting in the hallway. Like there's three Heisman winners at, at, at Army West Point. There's, um, the stadium is a historic landmark. Um, the West Point being a strategically, um, um, like one of the most strategically placed military bases um, across, across the country. Like you walk, you, you drive on post and you, and you, you said it, like you, you ultimately feel like you're part of history. There's old cannon. In bed, like the Hudson River, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, support from the people at West Point is unbelievable as well. Um, outside of the athletic department, um, there's there's families on post, families on post. The, um, the active military that work here, their their families live here. Um, so it's a, it's a really it's really um, eye opening to see all the all these people in one area and these are the people that come to the games these are the people that that see you on a daily basis and and like they love you guys they love that they love that you help their football team win games and obviously there's the whole beat navy like we we don't want to mess like <laughs> there, there's there's history to that rivalry there's history to and now air force is in the mix like like there's history to all that so it gets it excited it makes it exciting um, it makes you enjoy coming to work every day and uh, and getting riled up for that stuff. But the history, I think, was a major part of what brought me here. Just walking through the Hall of Fame and seeing all these, like, like when I went to Stony Brook, they had just started a Hall of Fame. Um, it was probably about four years in the making by the time I left, um, and they were just starting. And I was seeing my teammates inducted in the Hall of Fame. That was really cool. Now thinking about, like, there's there's people from – hundred years ago in the hall of fame here at, at West Point. So I think adding to that, it was like, you just felt instantly felt like you were becoming part of that history. Um, and, and that's really hard to say no to. Yeah. I know. I remember Marcus got us, me and my dad tickets to the air force game two years ago. And 
we are both like I've never been to a game like that in my life. It's just <laughs> everything from like you said, you get on campus and to fly over to the places packed with everyone and I mean that was one of the coolest games I've ever been in my life. No doubt. I mean uh I think I still owe you a ticket to Army Navy, but that was the that was the pinnacle and I you know my you know my college baseball experience. Like yeah. we went to the College World Series in twenty twelve. Like Army Navy's a different a different feel. Like your your bones are shaking when they when they're chanting in the stands. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um and it, you just it's a sense of pride for not just you and not just for that team, but the entire army. So it there's a lot a lot at stake, like um and less on us than it is on the kids, but definitely exciting for everybody. No, that's awesome, man. Well, appreciate you taking the time. I know you have meetings to run too, so I'll let you get out of here. But again, thank you very much. Uh, you're the man. I saw good luck this year. <laughs> no, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys, both of you. Um, and I'm glad we got to catch up. And if it was, even if it was recorded, it's fine. Hopefully I didn't, uh, I didn't say anything I shouldn't know, but we'll find out later, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll run it back. We'll edit it out. We got you. <laughs> All right, Appreciate man. you guys. Take it easy. Good day. Pleasure. You too.